Hi, and welcome to Film Fam, inspired by two events. I'm Heather, here with my husband. Brian, who is also here with our daughter. Zoe. <laughs> and we're the Greys, and we're your Film Fam. Hey, listeners. We recorded this episode and had so many problems with it. I think there were some ghosts in the machine. <laughs> some, some spirits in the works. N- never fear. The episode is here. Uh, it was that just... <laughs> It was just kind of crazy, a little bit, a little bit of a a lot of a lot of ghostical problems. Yeah, I, I kind of want to ch- share because I'm proud of having solved the problem. <laughs> so, uh, the, the issue is now Zoe's home. That is the issue. That- yes, a big issue in this house. <laughs> she brought all her ghost problems with us. I did. With her I, from- I went. I lived in New York, and I collected all these ghosts up from historic New York locations. Mm-hmm. And now I've and now I've brought them all home into our recording studio. Yep. But we figured it out. I am here with all of my ghosts, and they will be joining the party. Well, it's not a party until the ghosts until the ghosts get walk there. in. Yeah, you have some experience with ghosts, Zoe. Uh, on a professional level, yes. Yes, you were when you <laughs> no, were no, not personal ghosts. <laughs> when you were a child actress in Los Angeles, you did some a voiceover for the Eddie Murphy. Haunted Mansion Blu-ray edition. The Blu-ray edition. So I'm not I'm not in the movie, but if you go the special features. Right. If you have the Blu-ray of Haunted Mansion lying around and you go into the special features, I think there's like a, a graveyard tour section, and you will hear little what five-year-old baby Zoe singing <laughs> Frere Jacques. Something like that. Which they I just, think that's how that's how they say it in the song. It'll probably just be Frere Jacques. Frere Jacques. <laughs> but do it in a sp- little spooky baby way. La, 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 Wow. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm on there. I remember recording that. We I feel like I think we went to like some guy's house. Yeah, I, I was gonna ask you if you remember, I remember that. Being oh, yeah. in like some yep. guy's living room. Some kind of Hollywood like, Hollywood voiceover guy <laughs> who recorded who records stuff for Disney, I guess. The same yeah. way Eric Robert phones in his voiceovers. <laughs> hey, if you're that guy and you just happen to be listening to our podcast. I am available, and uh, I would love to get some stuff for my reel, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you were an official ghost. I was. I'm a ghost. I I wish my voice was in the ride. That's that would be my big claim to fame was if my voice was hearable in the ride. So just go to Disney all the time. Just start singing and just like be. (laughs) We're gonna go to Disney, jumping on on people's carriages in the ride, and be like. Yeah, there's going to be all their pre-recorded voices. I'll be hiding amongst the Haunted Mansion stuff, just kind of like Spider-Man up on the ceiling there. And they'll be like, I feel like this sounds different from the other voices. And they'll just look up and I'm up there like <laughs> really out of breath, not doing it very well because I'm suspending myself on the ceiling. She's like, Frere Jacques, man. So stay tuned just one second from now for our mini-sode about Ghostbusters and ghosts and supernatural events. Now we're ready. For today's companion mini-sode to our Ghostbusters episode, we are so excited to be talking to Candace Huber from New Orleans. They are a bookseller and writer and also 
has they have a supernatural story to share with us today. In our Ghostbusters episode, we were talking about spiritualism and mediums who can speak to spirits because that was Dan Aykroyd's background and why he was inspired to write Ghostbusters because his great-grandfather actually had a live-in medium for a number of years who did seances uh, every every week. And um, that's where Ghostbusters came from. So we're so excited to talk to you and hear your supernatural slash ghost, whatever story you're bringing today, Candice. Awesome. I did not know that about Dan Aykroyd. So that's really cool. And yeah, just to give a little bit of background before I start my story, because it's not really a ghost story, but kind of. Uh, So my family is very spiritual. My mom is a medium. And... So we all grew up, I have a brother and a sister, and we grew up in like a spiritual household where there were kind of always spirits around. Um, And that's amazing because when I reached out to ask people about this, I did not know that that was your family background. Yeah. That's so cool. (laughs) Which is awesome. Um, But yeah, and I I figured you probably didn't know. um, I mean, it's not a secret, but I don't necessarily just tell everyone either but um but yeah we have there were always spirits we kind of just grew up with it it was a very normal thing for us and when I was about 16 I had this really weird experience and after that I asked my mom to help me block it all out because it freaked me out so that's the story I'm gonna tell so I it was 16 I don't even remember really where I was but it was, I was awake. I was not asleep. And all of a sudden an, an ancestor came to me, uh, which was pretty normal. Like I said, like we were kind of always spirits are coming in and out for us. Uh, so this person showed up and I don't really see them, but I, I feel them. So I knew this person was there and I knew it was some ancestor. And so I didn't really pay much attention. That's just the feeling that came to your like, this is what's happening. You could feel it. Yes, I could feel okay. it. So I knew that there was a spirit there, but I knew that it was just a benign family member. And so whatever, I wasn't paying that much attention. And then the world shifted around me. Uh, and I had no idea what was going on this whole time. Oh, but the world shifted. So I literally saw another place. Like it, the, the world around me became another place. And it was like 1800s. And oh, I assume no. someplace like Salem because of what happened. But I don't really know where right. I was. It, it could have been here, New Orleans. I don't know. Um, but the world shifted and I'm in like a, a house and I'm having dinner with my mom and my sister and my brother, except they don't they don't they're different people. They don't look like my mom, my sister and my brother do now. But I knew that it was them. Huh. And sort you're of like in a dream when you're like, I know I'm in this house. Or I exactly. Know that these people, but it feels kind of. Yeah. But it but they all look different. But you know who they mm-hmm. are. Kind yeah. Of. Right. Were yeah. They, were they about the same relative age? Uh, yes. Same family structure. Same family structure. Same relative age. Wow. Um, same gender, which was really interesting because, you know, it's like we, we didn't have to be, but it was. Right. And I and I don't know if it's just because that's what I know. And so that's what it was showing me. I'm not sure, but we were just having dinner and then this like mob of people showed up and bust in the door and they take my mom 
off. And so we're watching them like take my mom and we're all screaming. And my mom was actually wearing a talisman um, around her neck. It was like this necklace. Um, wow. And she, I remember that now. And and they took her away. And so we we're like running after them screaming. And I was, I was old, older, you know, I was maybe about 20 uh, in, in this scenario. Like I was a young adult and I was like screaming after them. And so because I was like running after them screaming, they took me as well. And then, you know, and they're screaming like witch and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And my brother, and my sister were watching. And so they put us in this wagon and they're hauling us off and I'm watching, I'm, I'm like standing in the back of the wagon and I'm watching my brother and my sister run after the wagon, wow. screaming and crying. And there was nothing I could do. And this whole time, like I was never afraid, which is the weirdest thing to me because this is the most frightening situation. Yeah. But sure. I didn't feel afraid. I felt this really weird sense of calm. Like I knew it was going to be okay. And they rolled us up to the gallows and my mom was holding this talisman she had around her neck and she was saying, you know, she was like under her breath saying, I guess a spell. She was saying something and they were all like, you know, this family of witches needs to go. And they hung us. Um, and oh so God. I felt them put the noose around my neck. I I felt myself die and I felt my soul literally leave my body and travel across time and space and come into my current body now. And then I sort of woke up and the world like shifted around me again. And then I was back in oh, present day. I'm feeling was, that in my soul right now and in the back of my neck. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was it was frightening but also like really cool like I, I had all these like emotions at the same time because it was like I have no idea I was so confused I didn't know what was happening I didn't know why I still kind of don't know why honestly um someone wanted to show me something for a reason um and so yeah and so I it's after that is when I asked my mom to help me block it because I was like I don't want this to happen ever again Right. Okay. But you're telling the story now. Is yeah. this from memory or is this a reconstructed narrative that you can't remember, but you know the story so you can tell it? Oh, no. This is a very vivid memory for me. Ah. Like it's one, like I don't, there's a lot of things I don't remember. This I will never forget. Like I could tell you even more details. Uh, like <laughs> as like every time I, I tell the story, it's exactly the same. And then, you know, I can, I remember even more about it. So it's, it's definitely... It's a very vivid memory for me. We were we were just talking on our podcast. Uh, Dad's segment was kind of about um, houses that could be built to sort of keep out spirits or, or different ways to sort of ward them off. I'm interested in in what you mean when you say that your mom helped you like block that kind of stuff from from troubling you in the future. Yeah. So she taught me how to essentially put up an internal wall. Um, that, and, and she taught me a lot about protection and I, and I always say now that protection is my superpower because I learned it at a very young age about how to protect myself, um, and like my general environment, I guess, um, from anything. And, you know, a lot of it is just a matter of visualization, um, you know, of actually visualizing for me, I'm, I'm a very visual person. So for me, it's everything is super visual. So, you know, my mom was like, visualize an actual wall 
and you laying it brick by brick if it's a brick wall or you constructing the steel wall, whatever it is. Mine was a brick wall because it was easiest for me to visualize. And so I literally like brick by brick, I visualized myself building this wall um, and then the wall was built. And then to keep it up, I I just have like mantras that I do every single day um, that, you know, that I, I say just keeps my walls up. Uh, I, I say I don't want any spirit alive or dead that's unwanted or uninvited. Um, so if, if I invite yeah. it, that's fine. But if it's uninvited, I don't I don't want it. That's great. I have um, some experience a little bit with with imagery work actually from like theater from when we would do uh, like method when we would go into memories they would always make sure to like teach us beforehand like here's like a, a safety like you have to construct like a place or something in your head that you like know you can go back to and I think that's helped me just in life like in you know <laughs> this the material plane of just being able to like, no, I have that kind of fortification inside myself, not from anything outside of my own mind, you know? Yeah. And a lot of times, like for hurricane season, which of course we're in now, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I always visualize like a bubble, you know, like I build a bubble and I visualize it like in the ground and leaving the ground and like surrounding my house and surrounding me. And it's like, I'm going to fortify this bubble and I'm going to visualize it here. And it's, and it's a bubble of protection. Um, and I can do that with myself, like wherever I am, I will like say, okay, I'm creating my bubble of protection. And, you know, my mom says it's all about intention. Um, and so that's, you know, whatever your intent is, you just need to make it super clear and they won't bother you. <laughs> do you feel like your family are like you guys are witches and that's part of Oh yeah, I I identify as a witch for sure. I'm not sure my mom would, um, even though she kind of is. Um, I'm not sure that she would say she's a witch just because of the connotation. I'm all about like taking back bad connotations of things, and right. so you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm a queer witch. Uh, two things <laughs> that had terrible con connotations, but I'm like, I'm taking it back. Um, so I'm not sure my mom would say she's a witch, but you know, my, my we were my mom and her family are super Catholic. Um, so, you know, of course, New Orleans. So we were all raised in the Catholic church. Um, but I abandoned it when I discovered what it, what it really was and like what it does. So, um, and, but, so I'm like pagan with like Christian sort of influences. And my mom is, is the same. Um, Although I'm not sure she would say that, but she is. I learned it all from her. So <laughs> that's something I've enjoyed about. I've I've dabbled in witchcraft. Um, I I've called myself a witch. I haven't done that stuff in a little while, so I don't know if I can still lay claim to the title. But it is definitely like something that I feel like I can hold. Like I'm Jewish and I'm a witch, and those things are not in conflict because. Yeah the sort of, you know, I don't know, witchcraft as it is right now as I approach it of like making my own sigils or setting intentions and candles and that kind of stuff isn't uh, organized or denominational in like an exclusive way where I feel like I can sort of incorporate it in the ways that are useful to me instead of having 
like a specific doctrine. And I, I think that kind of also as a queer person uh, makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that's why there are tons of queer witches and that's what draws me to witchcraft as well because it's it can be whatever you want it to be. Um, it doesn't have to be very... Now, there are people who will tell you, you know, there are... There are sure. some Wiccans who are very stringent and will tell you that to be a witch, it has to be this way. But generally, you know, it's like to me, the yeah. whole point is that it doesn't it can be whatever you want. Yeah, I don't feel like witchcraft can really be too gatekeepy. Yeah, <laughs> <I feel right>? <laughs> like <laughs> witches are part of uh, breaking down those gates. Yeah, my mom was a practicing witch when I was growing up. Like she actually did Santeria for a while because we lived in South Florida and um, that was available and she did some other things. So I grew up with that. Ooh, I have a question based off that. Growing up in New Orleans, did was there like a culture? I was just talking because I'm interested in visiting New Orleans for my 21st birthday that's coming up and, you know, touring like the historic or the French Quarter. And I know they, you know, there's some very specific kinds of I don't know if it's called witchcraft or, or voodoo or whatever that's coming out of New Orleans that I find really interesting. Was that like part of your uh, growing up? So like, yes and no, um, because it's definitely around. Um, voodoo definitely has a whole culture and it's a, a separate different thing. Um, so I didn't I was not around voodoo a lot growing up. Um and, you know, that's it's still really big here. And, you know, but and we my mom wasn't really part of a community of witches like she's very solitary. Um, and I think a lot of that was because she was brought up Catholic. Um, and so her parents were very anti witchcraft because <laughs> uh, sure. they were very, very Catholic. Um, and so I I just think that that it wasn't there. And I've I've actually found more witchy community uh, as as I've grown to adult and kind of gotten into my own right. thing than I had really growing up. It was always pretty solitary. And honestly, I was always kind of afraid to like tell other people because I didn't know, especially as a kid and a teenager, like how people would react to that. I didn't, you know, I was already bullied for uh, lots of reasons. And so it's like, well, if they know this, it'll just give them something else. So I never really tried to find that community. And since my mom didn't have it, um, you know, it was basically just our family growing up. Now there's it, the New Orleans has such an amazing witch community. Tell us about the book you're coming out with. Oh, yes. So I have a supplement. It's actually a fate RPG. If you've ever played fate um, supplement, yes. it's a monster manual, um, which we can't really call it that it is. So we, <laughs> it's called carnival of creatures and it is a, a, a book of Louisiana monsters uh, that come from Louisiana myth and legend. We picked 20 of them and some of them are really well known, like the loop guru, which, you know, everybody knows right. what that is. Um, and the Honey Island Swamp Monster, which is really well known here, although I'm not sure it's well known everywhere, but that's no. one that sort of everyone knows here. Um, but then we also have other ones that I don't think anyone have heard of. My favorite is the Argolfargan, uh, which oh, is just yes. an amazing name. But also <laughs> it is a sexy Sasquatch that <laughs> is basically like a wood ape siren. Sasquatch. That like oh my lures gosh. people into the woods and uh, you, they're never seen again. 
Is this like an under the pines kind of situation? (laughs) Right? Yeah. Sexy Sasquatch. It's my favorite. than my new shirt. So oh, yeah. like for people you see who... the artwork, it's like, oh, I'd follow it into the woods for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there are people who who like really want to get it on with Mothman, and Mothman is not even you know s- sexy presenting. Right, that's true. <laughs> um, so yeah, it is a a supplement for fate uh, that will have Louisiana monsters in it that you can incorporate. We're also going to include three adventures that take place in different places in, in Louisiana. New Orleans is one of them, but we'll have one in like down in the bayou and then one in North Louisiana, which is much more woods. It's where the Argo Fargan is from. Uh, so we'll have sort of different areas of Louisiana. So three adventures and 20 monsters. And I'm really excited about it. The artwork wow. is amazing. The artist that I worked with this idea, I just, I've had this idea a long time ago because Louisiana is so rich with like myth and legend and you know there's just so much of it here um and so i was like man i think it'd be really cool to have an rpg with just like monsters from louisiana but i cannot even draw a stick person i'm so bad (laughs) at drawing Uh, i can write but i cannot draw so i was like i can write the descriptions and so i i found an artist who is a, a children's book illustrator actually who is a huge nerd and was super into it and, I, and was like, let's do it. And this was right before the pandemic. And then oh. 2020 happened. This was like December of 2019. Right. Oh, wow. 2020 happened. And I thought it was just never, never going to happen. And then uh, in late 2020, uh, she contacted me and was like, so I know we talked about this like almost a year ago, but it's been a pandemic and I've had nothing to do. So I've drawn all these monsters. It's like what oh I've done during gosh. the pandemic. Wow. And I was like, what? Yes. And so now we're making the book. And so I'm really oh, excited. That's about great. It. So cool. how can people um, buy it? Sure. Where do you they can find it? Buy it through my bookstore is Tubby and Coos Mid City Bookshop. And so if you go to tubbyandcoos.com slash carnival of creatures, you can purchase it there. I will put the link up. Tell us about your bookshop. Tell us about Tubby and Coos. Tubby and Coos. Because you can buy things online through that. Yes, you can. We ship anywhere in the country and uh, Tubby and and Canada, actually. And uh, Tubby and Coos, we are a niche genre bookstore. So we sell mostly science fiction and fantasy. We're definitely a store for nerd folk uh but also we have uh romance and witch what i have a whole section for witch fiction and witch nonfiction. Uh, stalking and, a lot of Anne rice <laughs> well kind of uh, i do I, I i there's another bookstore that is Anne rice's home bookstore that is oh, in her neighborhood wow. where she lived so okay, they so sell they all the Anne rice of, stuff yeah. so i try to stay <laughs> away from most of it but similar sure. things for sure and um, and so lots of genre fiction, um, local stuff. And then I'm the only queer owned bookstore in New Orleans, which wow. is you would think there would be more, but they're not. Yeah. Um, and so I, I lean into my queer, witchy, progressive crowd um, <laughs> and stay stay in that niche. And it works out really well. So yeah, if those things decor, I'm sorry, does the decor follow those lines? So uh, it, it it used to, and then I moved locations in the middle of the pandemic, and the store has been closed uh, to browsing. And so I haven't decorated really the new location yet, um, but it, it will. I'm still trying to figure out the best ways if I want to do like a muralist again or... Um, yeah. or what so I'm I'm working on that 
at the moment. You should take some ideas from stuff that Heather has done for our annual Halloween party. Oh, <laughs> awesome! Some fun Halloween party. Mummified cats and uh, beer bottles with they not actual the cats, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually, you know, we have a really big Halloween party, and you know, we're pretty witchy. We have a lot of common interests, um, but it's actually been migrating for the last few years, like just staying out all year. You know, my Halloween witch decorations. Yeah, there's been a lot of, like, just some, like, ravens around on things. There's a, constantly just frogs. And I don't know if you've seen my mom's tattoo. I, I will just describe it for listeners. has, like, a toad and some mushrooms. and that's... Yeah, it's just my whole house is just looking more and more like I'm a swamp witch. But that's my vibe. <laughs> it, that's what I say. I, I, I'm like, you know, because I, I get... I get teased a lot because I don't look as old as I am. And so uh, I always tease back and say, well, it's because I'm an 800 year old swamp witch. (laughs) Duh. Uh, (laughs) But swamp witch solidarity for sure. It was a funny transition to college for me because I came from this like homeschooled already kind of on the fringes uh, teen friend group that we did a lot of witchy stuff together. And then I, you know, came to New York and suddenly I was like talking about how, oh, it's a full moon. We should make moon water. And people were like, what? And I was like, I'm a witch. And they were like, what? What does that, what does that mean? What does that entail? Um, and, you know, people are generally supportive, but I forget that not everyone um, has the same connotations with spiritualism or, or that kind of stuff. But I think, you know, there there's different levels that you can comment. I mean, I, I know a lot of people that have, you know, ghost stories. You guys have a story of what well, when you when you hit a ghost with a pillow or, or you got hit by a ghost pillow or something. Ghost pillow fight. <laughs> I got hit by a ghost pillow one time. <laughs> I'll tell you real quick. I I used to work nights. So I slept during the day, but it was bright in our room. And so you could actually just see everything that's there if you just opened your eyes. And um this is with my ex-boyfriend, but um, I was laying there and I felt like someone just hit me in the face with a pillow, like like hit me all in the face, plaf, but was it didn't hurt. And I was like, what was that? And my boyfriend was like, ow. And he felt like he got punched, like hard. And we're like, what the hell was, nothing ever happened again. So I say ghost pillow. <laughs> there was he a got ghost, a ghost that was fist, real mad though. at you. Oh, yeah. I'd rather have the ghost pillow. <laughs> I don't know. I have no, I have had things that just don't have an explanation. Yeah, we have you know? a, um, we have a plantation. Well, we have tons of plantations down here in the South. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's one called the Myrtles, and it's supposed to be one of the most haunted places in the United States. Mm. Um, and we, we went there one time. This is my favorite because it's a ghost cat. So we went there and, you know, it's supposed to be one of the most haunted places, right? And so we were, I was a teenager. And so, of course, all of us were like, let's go see for real. So (laughs) we go to the Myrtles and, you know, I'm just walking around and just look. It's like a museum now, right? So you're just kind of like touring and looking around and stuff. And I am listening to the tour guide and I felt there was a cat that just went like in between my legs that was like rubbing up against me. Oh. I was looking forward, but I bent down and pet the cat the oh whole th- the whole thing. Um, <laughs> and at the end of the tour, I asked the tour guide about the cat. I was like, oh, like the, the little cat was so sweet. Like you have you have. A, and he was like, there's no cat in here. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> there is a cat in here. I was petting it. He's like, no, there's no cat in here. And I was like, 
Did there used to be a cat in here? That has been dead. For <laughs> Ghost cat. Ghost oh my cat. Gosh. Yeah. Well, wow. do you feel like it's dangerous for you to just walk around in your haunted town <laughs> when you pick up on this thing, these things so easily? I yeah, I mean that's one reason why I wanted to block it for myself because yeah, I mean, literally just walking around. I mean, it happens to my mom all the time. Um, she'll be like in the grocery store and, you know, somebody will walk past that has someone following them or whatever. And it's like the no. sixth sense. Exactly. You know, it's kind of <laughs> she and, and she doesn't see them either, but she feels them. But, you know, she gets these like just constant like bombardment of sensations and that it's just too much for me. You know, I was like, I got others. I got so many other things going on. That, and, you know, <laughs> I, I also want to help people so much that like if something if I got that sensation that someone's following some someone around and they want to communicate with them or they're like, this person needs help, help them. I wouldn't be able to tell it no. And then I'd be randomly following a person around the grocery store being like your grandma says. And it's like, I just, I can't, I, it's too much for me. I really think I want another reboot of Ghostbusters. That's just Candace and their mom trying to like tell people that there's spirits following them. (laughs) I feel like we could make that pretty entertaining. I think so. (laughs) Do you have any, uh, which or fiction books that you want to recommend that you feel. So I know that you're on the um, national diversity equity and inclusion committee for, um, for the booksellers, right? For science fiction and fantasy booksellers. Yeah. So what can you, do you have any recommendations? That's a really good question. So there are some really good witch books. Uh, The year of the witching Okay. Um, that one. Write that down. That one was good. I'm trying to remember who who wrote it, um, but I, I'm trying to look it up real quick too. But uh, yes, the year of the witching. It was Alexis really, Henderson. Alexis Henderson. Yeah. I just looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, and that that book is super witchy uh, and and pretty frightening in a lot of ways as well um, because this woman is living in like this Puritan society. It's, you know, a lot like my vision or whatever. Um, She's living in this puritanical society and she has like these dark powers. Um, Mm. And she, it's, it's, it's very cool. So I I definitely think that one is good. Um, I also, I'm trying to think of another like witchy one, but a, a kind of ghosty one. That is one of my favorite books I read last year is called Ring Shout. And that is by P. Jelly Clark. And that one is uh, what if the the KKK were literal monsters from hell? And it follows uh, this group of women of color who are monster hunters. um, And they are like hunting these KKK where not so some of them are still human, but their hate uh, turns them into these monsters um, that they then yeah. have to hunt. It was really freaky and really good. That uh, sounds so really those would be two Lovecraft recommendations that I have that Thank I think you. people might That's like. Awesome. Yeah. I have a I have a little question, which is Ghostbusters might not be perhaps the most accurate of you know how spirits manifest in the world but as someone with a a level of expertise do you have any like depictions of ghosts in media that you feel like are the most um 
like true to your experiences or your mom's? It's a really good question. And like Patrick Swayze doing pottery. No. <laughs> I wish. I wish I that wish. was accurate. <laughs> um, but no, I mean every you know, I and I also can't exactly say because I don't see them, right? And so, right. you know, people who see them would be able to better answer that question because pretty much all media, you you see the ghosts, right? Sure. So, do you go see horror movies about stuff like that or do you avoid those kind of movies? I watch them. Um, not, not all the time. I mean, like horror, I love horror books. Horror movies aren't mm. always my favorite. Kind of just depends, but, you know. Most of the time, they don't they don't bother me. Although, if I'm going to watch a horror movie, I'd much rather watch something like Evil Dead or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> something that uh, kind of uh, get, it takes it sideways. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I you know the ghosts in media are never true to my experience, only because I don't see them. Um, sure, and it's hard to have a movie that's just a feeling. <laughs> right? Yeah, you can't really do that, right? <laughs> I was thinking about your story, and I think it's so interesting that you didn't feel scared. Right. You know, like, I wonder what that's saying to you, what the person who came to, to share this with you was um, sharing, you know, the, the meaning behind it since you weren't scared when it was happening. Yeah, I've thought about that a lot, you know, like, trying to unpack all of that and, like, you know, that I never, that I had this just... I was so calm and I wasn't scared and I knew it was going to be okay. And I, you know, even though my siblings are screaming and like all that, I'm getting hanged, all this stuff is happening. Um, yeah. I mean, I <laughs> think it speaks to the soul journey um, and, you know, knowing that like, okay, even when we leave this plane, the journey isn't necessarily over. Um, and, you know, just, knowing that even even if we're not here we can still protect our loved ones I think is a comforting thought yeah it is well thank yeah. you so much yes, for being you. on our podcast and telling us your amazing story thank yes. you yeah, I, was I was trying great. to think of a good because most of my ghost stories are very boring because it's like most of them are pretty like benign, you know, like I don't have any sort of scary ones, but I was like, this is a really ghost cool one. Picked up Moby Dick and started reading. <laughs> right. Call me Ishmael. Well, happy Pride Month. Yes, thank you. You too. You Pride Month. Yes. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> Bye. Bye.